This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Well, welcome back. Jeremy Conant for Nick Costas. Ken Barkley here. It's You Better You Bet brought to you by BetMGM here on the BetQL Network. Now, we got to get right back into it. We were talking NL Cy Young. we got some James Harden news. Uh, let's, let's get to uh, uh, Jake and get his take on the NL Cy Young. Is the price right as we were talking about all these guys? Jake, what are your thoughts? Th- throw my hands up and scream and run away. Like I, yeah. I just like this is so stupid. Like I kind of like as of this moment, four p.m. to four oh one, excuse me, Central. Like on June twenty ninth, I kind of think Kershaw's going to win because I think they're going to want to give it to him. Like I kind of think they're going to want to go. All right, like let's put the final stamp on this Hall of Fame career and send you off right. into the sunset. Everyone stinks. Zach Gallen's still really young, yeah. and you know he can he can get it next year or something because he's awesome. And everyone yeah. else stinks, and Strowman's going to get traded, and that's really just it. It's like I kind of think Strider still has a shot. He'll have to be awesome. He'll have to keep striking out a million guys. But if he's only going into the fifth inning every night, he's he ain't he ain't winning. So I think it's going to come down to Gallon and Kershaw. And I think if it does come down to those two specifically, and the voters are in a big room theoretically with just those two names on a big board, they're going to say, "All right, we're giving it to Kershaw." You know, enjoy the Hall of Fame in five years. Yeah, I to- I totally agree with that. If it if it does come down to those two names, I think what throws a, a wrench into it for me from betting Kershaw because if I felt like it was like right now, if I felt like it was those two guys and that's it, and it's really close to just those two guys, it might really be those two guys and that's it. Um, I don't know what the hell to do with these Cubs pitchers. I mean, I really don't. And it's, I don't want to bet on them. I, I want to be like, not a big deal. Oh man. Tyler's writing in the chat that Corbin Carroll got hurt and left the game, which I actually like now really need more info on Tyler. Can you just like find more things written about that? Like right now, <laughs> like right meow. So, uh, so anyway, <laughs> right now I just, yeah, no, like, yeah. Like I wish I wasn't on the air right now. Uh, the, the thing is like, I just don't know what to do with the, the two Cubs pitchers. Like is like Steele has literally the best numbers right now. He just hasn't pitched as much as the other guys. What does that mean? What if he just keep here's my thing. What if he just keeps doing this the whole rest of the year? What does that where does that put him? He would have mm-hmm. the best numbers, but would get no consideration? Really? He would? Like I think he would get consideration if he would have the best numbers. So that's the part that's like, what? And then Strowman's really close to having the best numbers, but he's Strowman. And he might pitch in a different league, or he could pitch in the NL for a different team. What does that do? And I just, it's, the Cubs are ruining my ability to, like, feel confident about betting anything here. Because if they, if those pitchers didn't exist, and the Cubs just stunk, then it's Gallon and Kershaw, and you could kind of price them start for start, and see if the market was responding the way it should be on each start. And you could build position on both, and you could figure it out, and it's pretty easy. And the Cubs pitchers drive me nuts. 
Like they're the two. The other guys, I don't and, care. Like Strider's price is never going to be correct. It's always going to be too low. Keller can't win. Webb can't win. Wheeler probably can't win. That's it. Like there's no one else. And so it's just kind of like, ah, like these, the two Cubs pitchers, I think that's, that's what, that's what makes this all really, really complicated. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, um, just with like Justin Steele, I know we got some guys back there in Chicago, but he's just like effectively wild, right? I mean, he's, what a weird pitcher. If you watch him, how he throws the righties, lefties, sometimes it's leaving his hand. And I don't think he knows if it's going to be a strike or a ball, uh, it's, he, but he's, he's effective. It's really good. I love watching him pitch. Um, you want to get more into this uh, stuff with Corbin Carroll? Um, yeah, can I can ahead. I ask a, I want to Tyler, can you just come on for a second? So like okay, yeah, context here. What is who are the Diamondbacks playing? What is the score and what happened? The Rays. I, I know Six these. Nothing. I know these things. Yeah. Oh, Jake uh, knows these things. Okay, go yes. ahead, Jake. Yeah. Uh the Rays, it's currently the fifth inning and the Rays are up six to nothing. And Carroll left the game after a swing and was like, yeah, I tweaked something. This feels more precautionary than anything to me. Like, hey, you're getting blown out. More than half the game's over. Probably not going to win. They started Brandon Fatt, who's a rookie anyway. So it's probably like, you ain't winning this game. Why keep Carroll in if he's saying his neck's bothering him? Might as well pull him and be precautionary. Send him to the trainer's room and just play it safe. That makes way more sense. I feel like that context is very important. Okay. Okay. Because the market is still open for NL Rookie of the Year. For people who are like, what are the applications? Obviously, if he misses time, he's less likely to win NL MVP, but he really wasn't going to win that award anyway because Ronald Acuna Jr. was going to win it. The the markets, I think, are going to be in the process of closing everywhere. MGM's just closed, and I'm looking at a couple other ones, and I was just like, do I want to do anything? And I think the answer is no, because I think you have to wait for an IL stint to probably have like a reasonable expectation. And remember, Rookie of the Year... There's like no minimum games threshold and guys have won play in 90 games. So like, it's just, it's not the same thing as MVP. It's like, you have to play like 140 to win. It's almost like that's the, the invisible threshold on it. So I was literally like trying to be like, all right, am I, what am I doing right now? <laughs> like if Corbin Carroll is well, seriously injured, like, like, do we, should we just take a 10 minute break and I'll just be back? Is that what we're supposed to do? And I don't, I don't think it's that. Um, which would be really funny and, and bad. And I would get in a lot of trouble for doing that, but I just, uh, yeah. So that's okay. We'll just report. Well, there's something you need to be following really closely. What is Lavello saying after the game? Does he think he's going to go on the IL? Like that number one thing happening right now in awards would be that for me. If, even though you don't know the injury, they're saying neck. Do you feel a little bit more comfortable? Like, cause to me, like he could have played this game and felt discomfort before the game, and as Jake is pointing out, it's six nothing. I feel you're looking at the way right it's now, going. Thinking about it, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm sure you do. You have some, uh, you've got some serious cake on this, right? Um, well, I just, so, yeah, I can reposition stuff in a snap if I just know what's going on. Uh, so I'm, I have enough, like basically, like bought a ton of Ellie when he was 50, 45, 40, 30. I mean, this is you know, like going in for a touchdown, and that price completely plummets move a ton of that equity to Corbin Carroll and hang out and very minimally bet only a couple other players. Cause I'm in so good. People want to bet Yuri Perez. Mm. Good luck. He's awesome. Also, he's like not going to pitch very much. Matt McLean's kind of interesting. He's going to accumulate a ton of war. He's good. Is he good enough? Well, if Carroll's hurt, anybody's good enough. So he becomes viable. I think at that point, uh, the only other player that I would remotely consider is someone absolutely no one but me apparently has ever bet on, which is Patrick Bailey, the catcher for the Giants, who on like a per plate appearance or per game basis 
actually has a resume where if he played a full season, he could be better than Corbin Carroll and outplayed him when the teams played the other weekend. So like, he's my guy. I love Patrick Bailey as a bet. If Corbin, Car- if I knew this was a serious injury, like Patrick, I, I seriously think if Corbin Carroll misses time, like let's say he's out a month. This is like a pipe dream because I don't think he's going to be out at all. If he's out a month, Ellie can definitely win. He's awesome. He did more in the first 15 games than anybody. McLean's good. Like Patrick Bailey's 130 to one, and he's basically second in the NL among rookies in war. Second in the NL in rookies in war is not Ellie De La Cruz because he hasn't played very much. And it's basically McLean and and uh and Bailey. And Bailey is maybe the best defensive catcher in baseball already. Like insane. And he's 130 to one. So when I say this is an award it like to monitor now because of an injury, it was very uninteresting. And now it becomes slightly interesting. And depending on what people say after the game, it becomes really interesting. Uh, and it, you know, it opens the door, obviously, for Ellie because he's so good. But it opens the door for McLean a little bit. Now you wonder, would he and Ellie cannibalize each other for votes? They play on the same team, probably. I think Patrick Bailey is, like, super live if Carroll misses a bunch of games. And uh, and no one's wanted to bet him except me so far, so I don't know. Well, all right, so with breaking news, I mean, this is always fun when you uh, put together a, a show and you have everything mapped out for four hours, and all of a sudden you get some breaking news, and then you get breaking news that follows breaking news. So, yeah, um, that was a weird which one. Dr- the old, the old yeah, James Harden, dr- Corbin Carroll two-step. That was the segment. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. All right. Well, we haven't touched on James Harden. You want to continue with baseball, or do you want to get no, to the let's James do, Harden No, let's do stuff? Harden. Let's just start doing Harden, because okay. it's like, it's definitely appeals to, well, I was going to say it appeals to more people. I think, like, betting something you could win a lot of money on would appeal to more people, but, like, Harden is you would think. an interesting player, and we just got this stuff, like, 15 minutes ago. Yeah, so the report was that he's opting into his, was it, $36.5 million deal with the Sixers with the intention of being traded. That's the agreement that they've had upon and then I, I think was it Tyler that put it in the chat that the Clippers and Knicks were thought to be front runners for that um yep wow kind of weird right like uh what what are your thoughts yeah so you, you reported the story could totally accurately uh so the Woj tweet the second one which is the portray bars the Clippers and Knicks are expected to be among the teams that will engage with the Sixers on a potential James Harden trade so that doesn't mean uh that excludes all the other teams it's just like those are the teams that we know are going to be in. Now, look, the Knicks is the least surprising part of this. They were supposed to be in on Paul George. Maybe Paul George would be a part of a Clippers-Sixers trade for James Harden. Like, it's the fact that the Knicks are in is so unsurprising. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. they'd be one of the first teams you would think of that, like, want a star player desperately. And the Clippers are in a funny spot because, like, it seems like they're kind of shopping Paul George and they've they've got these two guys, but, like, for how much longer? They have a new arena opening up soon and like they won't bottom out before the arena opens that'd be like death for selling things for the arena so you kind of have to like keep a really relevant good team going through that opening and uh and maybe harden can be a part of that obviously and then everybody thought he was going back to houston and now it's like so funny how far we've gone from that to no actually houston's gonna get like kyle kuzma and fred van vliet and all these other guys and like not james harden like oh okay like kind of kind of heard harden houston for a really long time uh first thought if you get James Harden on your team, what does that mean? Like, I think that's like a honest question to ask at this point. What uh, is it? He probably now? means yeah. probably means that you uh, are definitely going to win more regular season games. You are very likely to have a phenomenal regular season. I think still, really, and I know Harden. God, I had my NBA stuff up before, so this year will be his fifteenth year, age thirty-four season. 
So probably look like the, the decline is ongoing, but I still think he's probably somebody who look in a regular season as a, a co-star on a team, like what we saw with Philly, um, or not really so much what we saw with Chris Paul because he was still really in the prime of his career, but really what we saw with Philly, you pair him with somebody else who's good, who plays, and uh, you guys are going to win a lot of regular season games. He's going to play pretty well, and he's probably going to miss, you know, 20 games or something. But you guys will be really in the playoff mix, contention for a top four seed, maybe host a series in the playoffs. That's a type of player traditionally that you would want to acquire. Uh, when you get past that point and you get to the playoffs, what is a realistic expectation for what he is going to provide? And it's just like, are you winning a title if James Harden is your second best player? Are you winning a title if James Harden is your third best player? I don't know. And I would be very inclined to say no to that, just based on his entire history, career, where he is right now in his career, much less how he played earlier. Okay, so like, wherever he goes, how does that change the landscape? I mean, a big time player doesn't change the landscape a lot, changes the win total a lot. Do I want to bet that team to win the title? No. Uh, do I think that team would have a realistic expectation of winning the title? No. And uh, and so, you know, there's so few interesting players who matter in the NBA that when even a superstar player like Harden changes teams, it's just like, well, wait a minute, like pump the brakes on whatever we're going to talk about here. Okay, like win a little more. That's what that's kind of what James Harden is. It's, it's a win a little more player. And that's kind of all it is. What do you think you're giving up for him? Like. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not one sitting here saying if you're the Knicks right. and you and you made this move and you got Jalen Brunson and he was way better than we all thought he was going to be for you and great. Right. Like, can Jalen Brunson play with James Harden? Of course he can. But like, is that really the move you want to make? Just because you like, want a superstar so bad? Though? I, right. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it from a roster building standpoint. It doesn't mean it can't work out. And then on top right. of it, what does this mean for the Sixers? What are you looking to get back? Because you just had the MVP and just can I, these guys can I don't want to play with him. Yeah. Can I make a guess? Yeah. Do, do we think they're going to be really in on Dame Lillard now? Now that Lillard's like kind of we're in this like weird, well, I maybe I'm going to play for you, but you also didn't do anything to help me. And like, let's see what happens. And they didn't like they didn't do anything like he mm -hmm. he should want to get traded. And now yeah. here comes like a team that's and I know it's always been Miami and he's on Instagram playing the song and wants to be relevant. And he's awesome. Like, I like rooting for I don't even hate Dame Lillard. I like him. I like I like watching him. He's awesome in the playoffs. Uh, this gives Philly a spot. They could trade Tobias Harris too. like Philly clearing for something. Like it is it it's kinda like who had the leverage here, right? Probably Harden. I'm probably wrong. But like, is it Harden goes to them and says this? Like Tamori, who he's really good friends with too, which is funny. Like is is Harden like, this is what I want. Please accommodate this. Or is it kind of both sides they both get something out of it because the Sixers know something? Like do the well, I guess he... my, the interesting question to me here is so not about James Harden. It's like do the Sixers have a plan or do the Sixers know something? And that could be both ways. Tyler puts the opposite end of that spectrum. That could be acquire a player. We're clearing room. We want, we think we can get Dame Lillard. We think we can be in on that conversation like Miami is. Or Embiid was apparently really salty that Doc Rivers wasn't the coach anymore. Is this like the total blow up? Is this like, yeah, yeah. trade Harden and let's see what we can get for Embiid. And it's like Maxi and picks and we just start over again. We trade Tobias Harris. And like, that's what it is. feels like it could go in any direction. It's almost like Harden requesting the trade makes the Sixers an interesting team. Not that Harden is Absolutely. an interesting player.
Well, we've got we're going to get more in the rookie of the year talk uh, a little bit more about that. We've got trivia coming up, all that. We had some breaking news, so we had to get to it. It's you better, you bet, right here on the BetQL Network, brought to you by BetMGM.